0: For the past few years, many have been following the teachings of the 21st century bodhisattva in the Yaketyak writings published in the Chenrizig Project's weekly e-magazines. Always striving to be helpful, the bodhisattva has embodied dharma for those before her, from sea creatures in a Florida tide pool to forest animals and students in various stages of the path. Inspired by reflections on the Dalai Lama's perspectives of the preciousness of our mothers on this, his 86th birthday, the following is a letter she wrote to her own mother.
1: It is read here by Kathy Adams. Dear Mother, While it has been some time since I last wrote to you, I think of you often. I hope you are well and happy. I have been traveling in a small region in the United States, from place to place, sharing the Tibetan Buddhist philosophies and practices I have learned over the years. It continues to be my experience that there is a common need for the Dharma ideas and methodologies to be heard and internalized, and quite a variety of people come to attend the teachings I share. Things are going well for me. I am in good health and enthusiastic in my work. Always I am reminded of the precious foundations of well-being and confidence to which your love and compassion gave birth and have continued to manifest with joyous clarity in the years since. For you, dear one, my enduring gratitude. It has been some time since I took on the precepts by which I live. I recall how we each felt some uncertainty as to what would be the experiences and results of my devoting so much time, energy, and focus to sharing the Mahayana teachings with all who might be interested in hearing them. So much has been happening, I'd like to share some of it with you. I've come to see that the realizations and insights that emerge from our teachings are capable of curing sadness, genuinely so. People everywhere are looking, often on their own, for fulfillment. By this I mean contentment, satisfaction, happiness, an end to worry, doubt, and fear. Often they do so without any direction or guidance, bouncing from place to place person to person, thing to thing. Our Dharma words and ideas help them as do our sensibilities. Our practices enable them to quiet down, not in retreat or hiding from anything, but rather in opening and seeing the ways of their own true path. Of course, there is a way of communicating our ideas that make them somewhat easier to be heard. It is said that when the Buddha spoke the Dharma, he did so in a voice that was somewhat between speech and song. This half-singing eased the burden on the listener, allowing the Buddha's words to be easier to absorb. I have yet to develop the ability to skillfully sing while I speak, but I have been working to cultivate methods to communicate with honesty. I do believe that while one's voice need not be traditionally beautiful, it must be sincere. Along with honesty then quite naturally comes harmony, a warm gentle voice, confidence and clarity. There is an unmistakable look one takes on when the teachings are heard and begin to penetrate into the mind. One can almost see a certainty blossoming in the eyes of the listener, a subtle sitting up straighter as keen attention awakens. More and more I see this spark occurring, but one must be ready and willing to open and listen. I've heard it said that the Dharma teachings are like a shy bride. She'll open her veil only if she sees that the onlooker is gentle and compassionate at heart, while being pure and available of mind. Mother, I have come to see that there are many moments of realization that occur for students along the path, Each comes in its own way and of its own accord. But what is true of all is that they emerge from the inside. Certainly the word insight applies here. Often it is like this. For years, each of us has accumulated our own personal dictionary in which we come to our own definitions of all the ideas, notions, concepts, and experiences that matter to us. Many of these terms are common to most of us. Things like love or joy or truth. Actually, the list can be quite long. These are very important to us. Often we use them to define what and who we believe we are. And they are well used. At every significant crossroad or turning point in life, we refer to this dictionary of terms, looking for them, applying them, never considering that their premises or contents could or should be questioned. So personally important is this library of self-defining terms, at times many actually consider it to be us. And then, one day, something occurs, is seen or heard or realized, and our precious dictionary is upheaved, no longer relevant. It is taken, thrown away, destroyed." All our personal understandings and definitions need to be recreated, redefined. Everything familiar, everything relating to them has to be unremembered, unlearned. Nothing fits anymore, all of it, no longer gone to, no longer accurate, no longer satisfying, instinctively irrelevant. But instead of being upset or confused, instead of objecting or searching for the old dictionary, we gladly comply with the rebuilding that needs to be done. How can this be? What happened? This is what, for so many, I've seen the Dharma teachings do, and I include myself as well. It is the Buddha and the lineage of teachers that have removed our dictionary of old, outdated definitions and the brilliance of the Dharma teachings that has redefined them, replete now with the awakened energy of sharing, humility, spirituality, cooperation, skill, love, respect, responsibility, and wisdom simple words such as love kindness and humility no longer mean what they did like creatures molting a tight confining no longer growth allowing shell we emerge embracing and growing into new vaster understandings and perspectives it is a transition a transformation a rebirth of sorts that is impossible to resist once experienced Nothing to fear or be afraid of. It fills the mind with clarity and confidence. Nuclear is the word one of my teachers, Lama Yeshe, has often used to describe it. I tend to understate this outcome of the Dharma teachings and let others experience it for themselves. But what I do say to students is simple. Understanding and embracing the Dharma enables the curing of sadness. It is the preparing and leading of others to this that is the focus of my work. Mother, I only touch upon what I have come to learn and have begun sharing with those inclined to listen. I still have much work to do in order to be more capable and skillful. I know this is a gradual process and strive to proceed with faith and patience. Certainly, each moment provides opportunity for learning. Intellectual, imaginative, stimulating, moral, and joyous is this path. I am profoundly appreciative to you for doing all you have to provide me with the life force that has propelled me upon it. I want to share with you these words from the Dalai Lama, by coincidence whose 86th birthday is today, July 6th. Quote, our mothers in society are our first lamas or gurus of compassion. Our mothers, our precious mothers, teach us the power and beauty of compassion right from our birth, end quote. I know this to be true, mother, and I thank you. I would not be here without you. You are with me always, with love pure and profound, your daughter.
0: This recording, Dear Mother, was written by Mark Winwood. Mark, that's me, is the founder of the Chenrizig Project, a Tibetan Buddhist study and practice group with a national online presence. You can learn more about the Chenrizig Project at www.chenrizigproject.org. That's C H E N R E Z I G project.org. Our accompanying music, titled Until Then, was composed by the San Francisco Bay Area musician Bobby Vega and appears on his 2006 album, Down the Road. You can learn more about Bobby and his music at his website, www.bobbyvega.com, that's b-o-b-b-y-v-e-g-a.com or... As he's very findable online, you can simply Google his name or look for his numerous videos on YouTube. We remain grateful to Bobby for his friendship, his talents, and his generosity in sharing his beautiful music. Please feel free to share the link to this with those you feel it might resonate. Thank you to Kathy Adams for her role in this recording. And thank you for listening.